0: Here you check this shit out. The chicken wrap now McDonald's.
1: Your inspirational radio, Vuga Online. Every time he sees me, his eyes light up. I can almost hear his heart beat faster. He looks at me the same way he did when we first met. For him, it's love at first sight every day. For me,
0: it's heartbreaking. Loving someone who's living with dementia is not easy. For support, advice, or to make a donation, visit DementiaSA.org. More music, more
1: inspiration.
0: Welcome to Healthcare Hour with Colin Quist. Another show, another week. I hope you're doing really well. I've been fascinated to get your messages from you. And I'm so interested to see how many countries um, tune in. Um, It's not only South Africa. It's certainly way many more countries. And, you know, Indonesia, for instance, and USA. So good morning, good afternoon, wherever you are. And hello to you. Today's show is about egg donation and surrogacy. Those might be words that you only hear or phrases you only hear in a newspaper or you see in an article, but I've got a perfect guest to speak to us about this today, and I will be introducing her to you after the break. What is Healthcare Hour with me? By now, you know that it's all about raising awareness about healthcare practitioners. It's about us appreciating people who are healthcare professionals and who are people. They are human. They get tired, they get hungry. And so often we put them on pedestals and we forget that they're human. So on this show, we meet real people. It's also about us talking about topics that you wouldn't necessarily speak about And all. We don't talk about that, but we want to know about things, but we don't speak about in the open. So certainly here we speak about in the open. But let's go for that break and I shall be introducing us to our guests shortly.
1: Broadcasting worldwide, online, 24-7. It's Booga Online, your inspiration radio station. If you suspect your dog of having a foul mouth... Try Super Breath Dog Bones from Fido. Available at all reputable pet stores and supermarkets nationwide. You're listening to VUCA
0: Online. Welcome back. You are tuned to Healthcare Hour with Colleen Quist. My guest today is a lovely lady, Tertia Albertane, and she is the founder of Nurture. And Nurture is an egg donation program and also a surrogacy program. Tersha, welcome. Thank you very much. Thank you for joining us. So as a way of introduction, could you tell us more? Could you tell us your background of how you got into working with egg donation? And for people who might be thinking eggs, chicken eggs? No, not chicken eggs. Human eggs. Yes. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Right so I, always, I describe myself as an ex infertility veteran. So I had my story was the normal story most of the time meet meet someone you really like fall in love get married and then the next step for most of us or some of us is to start a family. Um because I was 30 when I got married I thought let me not leave it too long so we started trying and nothing happened and nothing happened and nothing happened and so Being the person I am, I thought, no, I'm not going to wait around. So I went to go see a gynecologist, and we had all sorts of tests, nothing in particular wrong with either of us. And then we started on the infertility journey, which is a difficult, tough, harrowing journey. And we did um, artificial insemination. We did nine IVFs and... I kept getting pregnant and kept losing it. And eventually after, on my ninth IVF, I conceived twins. Um, But along the way, I've been sort of, I've faced every single horrible statistics that you could. I had early miscarriages. I had ectopic pregnancy, all sorts of things. But I got my happily ever after. And I got my twins on my ninth IVF. And sort of along the way, I realized how many people there are out there that are like me that are struggling to fall pregnant, but we don't talk about it. Um, Interestingly enough, we talk about it less when it's a male factor infertility issue. Um, But people don't talk about it. So I was very lonely going through my journey. And once I had my twins, I thought, how can I help other people that are on this journey still? And so the idea of founding an egg donation and surrogacy
0: program started.
1: And that was 15 years ago.
0: Okay. So thank you for sharing that with us. And we celebrate with you that you now have your twins, but we also recognize the heartbreak that went into AI and non-IVFs. And, you know, the journey you had to go through in order to get your twins. So how old are your twins now? They are 18. They've just turned 18. Ah. I couldn't believe it. Okay. All right. So 18 year old twins. And so it's a case of Although we might think, oh, that's long ago, the, the trauma and the heartbreak of that, you don't just pack that away and go, okay, we're done with that. Um, and so, yes, you reached out as part of your healing to help other people.
1: Absolutely. Um, on my eighth IVF, I conceived twins, actually, as well. Um, and the one, this is re- maybe this is a bit sensitive for people to hear. Um I mean, to speak about loss now, um, the one baby died in utero and then my, my other son was born and he died when he was 10 days old. Um, and that trauma is with me forever going through that. But through my work today, every time I help somebody, I feel like it's a part of my healing process. So my his loss, my losses were not in vain because I'm helping others.
0: So yes, thank you for also pointing that out because you were mommy to other children. Yes. yes,
1: and I must just add, I have a freebie bonus baby who came after my twins when I was forty years old. So that was Ooh. a a big surprise.
0: Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So you think, yeah, Yo, we we took so long to have the the eighteen year olds, and then jump. Yep. Yeah. 10 years later, when you were thinking, oh, let me, let me start early. yes. Mm. Well, I mean, I
1: didn't know babies were made that way. I thought you had to have a laboratory and a scientist and a doctor. <laughs> and lots and lots of petri dishes. Yes. Exactly. And money. Let's not forget lots and lots of money. Lots and lots of money. Okay.
0: So now let's look at why would a, a couple need egg donation? What's involved in egg donation? So, you know, the
1: cold, hard, horrible truth is that as women, our eggs have an expiry date. And it doesn't matter how fit or fabulous or fantastic you look on the outside, your eggs have an expiry date. And by the time you hit 37, 38, your fertility starts declining. Over 40, your fertility declines quite rapidly. Um, So we see so many celebrities out there that are having babies at 45 and 48, and we think, oh, I've got lots of time. But we don't have lots of time. And what we also don't know is that those children are most likely conceived through donor eggs. Now, times are different to they were 20 years ago. Most most people are married young and had their families young. A lot of women today are doing their career first. They're traveling. They're living their life, thinking that they've got lots of time. So all the people that I end up helping are people that didn't know that their eggs were running out. And that is why most of the time someone will need an egg donor because they've got diminished ovarian reserve. They just don't have enough eggs
0: left. So a lot of people, you know, the media spins the story of plenty of time, get Mm. married whenever you want, have children or don't even get married, have children whenever you want because when you are ready, your body will be there, and yes, okay. So a lot of people aren't knowing that you are born with all of your eggs as a girl, Um, and it is they get old. So however old you are, your eggs are plus nine months. Yes, yes, exactly. Your 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 eggs are old, and every month we
1: are losing batches of eggs. Um, So you know they go, they are de- de- sort of depleting over time.
0: Okay, and so now let's look at it from two different sides the person who receives the egg and the person who donates the eggs where would you like to start
1: well let's start with the egg donors so well let me start with what i do as an egg donor program so we um market for and screen and recruit and interview young women between the ages of 19 and 29 who are willing to donate some of their their eggs that would have been lost in that cycle so they're not going into their own supply these are eggs that would have gone to waste anyway and they are willing to donate to someone who needs a donor egg now these young women are some of them are single some of them are married some have kids some don't have kids um some some stay in a in a small door in Bloemfontein, some stay in Cape Town, some stay in Joab. So we've got egg donors all across the country of all the, all the different races that we have in South Africa. Now, what type of person wants to donate their eggs? Um, you know you, how you get people that um, recycle, that volunteer, that donate blood. You get people that just want to help others. And so our egg donors are like that. They do get paid. You get paid 8,000 rand per donation but that is for your time and your effort in doing the donation to attend between five and seven appointments, to take the facility medication, to go through the egg retrieval process. You cannot sell your eggs. You're not allowed to sell any of your body parts in South Africa. So you don't, you, aren't, you aren't paid for your eggs. You pay for your time and effort.
0: So, and then also it's a requirement there with having to attend five to seven appointments. You can't just say, oh, dear, sorry, forgot that one. Or I was oh, no. busy.
1: Oh, no, definitely not. No, that's one of the things that we really, really put out very, very strongly is that we all might want to help, but we're not all able to help. And it is such a delicate, fine process of synchronizing two women's cycles. So the egg donor and the recipient mom-to-be, their cycle must be in sync. If that's out by a day or two, the whole cycle is lost. Now, these recipient parents are investing up to 100,000 rand in one attempt, so, it is of vital importance that the donors are committed, they are able to attend appointments, they can get to the appointments, they take their medication, which is why the egg donors are screened prior to, to donating. They have a psychological assessment and they have a medical assessment to make sure that they are mentally healthy and they understand what they're getting into, and they are physically and medically healthy as well. I
0: and mean, then, obviously, there are costs associated with that. Um, I assume the donor is not paying for that?
1: No, the donor doesn't pay for anything. The only thing that the donor pays for is her transport to get to the appointment. But all the doctor's appointments, the um, psychologist appointments, the medication, that's all covered by the fertility clinic, who then passes that cost on to the recipient parent. All
0: right. And then you said 19 to 29. So you're not um, limiting it to that the woman or... Person who would like to donate their eggs has necessarily had a child or finished her family?
1: No, not for egg donation, but it's different for surrogacy. But for egg donation, no, they do not have have to have had a child of their own or have finished their family because there is egg donation is a very, very, very safe procedure. There's no cutting or scarring or anything like that. So there's no risk to her future fertility. And as I mentioned, these are eggs that would have gone to waste anyway. So she still has plenty of eggs left and plenty of time to have her own family.
0: Right. So fascinating facts. I'm sure the audiences are, are really hanging on here and probably got loads of questions. But let's go for that break. And then we'll talk about surrogacy when we come.
1: Strap yourself in Uga. because it's we're up, up. switched on and ready to go. Ruga online.
0: Dave, baby, you know my best friend Jennifer? She's
1: kind of hot, eh? Dave, stop. It's a trap. You need an exit strategy. Consider all the angles. Admitting she's hot will lead to your demise. However, saying no means insulting best friend Jennifer. It also means you think your darling angel is a bad judge of character. Think, Dave. What would Elliot do? Well, I've never really noticed. But remind me to look next time. Smooth move, Dave. Smooth move. For well-considered smooth moves, Elliot is amazing. Broadcasting worldwide, online, 24-7. VUCA online.
0: Welcome back. You tuned into Healthcare Hour with Colleen Quist on VUCA Online Radio, your inspiration radio station. We are talking to Tertia Albertain today. She is the founder of uh, Nurture, which is an egg donation program and also involved with surrogacy. So let's hear about surrogacy. What is involved there?
1: Okay, fantastic. First of all, Um, From a surrogacy point of view, Nurture doesn't get involved with the surrogate directly. So we have a partnership with uh, a woman called Robin Friedman, who would be fascinating to talk to as well. She's a surrogacy attorney and she's based in Joburg. So we supply the egg donor and she works with the surrogate. But we used to do surrogacy before there was a law change a few years ago. So with surrogacy, it's a different story. Obviously, there is a much bigger emotional, and physical investment when you're a surrogate. Um, So there are far fewer surrogates available than there are egg donors. And I always say, even though the egg donor is potentially the most important part, because that's half of your future child's DNA, surrogate is the most difficult part, because there aren't very many women who are willing to be pregnant for someone else. There was a change in the law a few years ago. Before that, you could pay a surrogate to be a surrogate. The law has since changed and a surrogate is not allowed to um, gain financially from the surrogacy at all. So you can't pay someone to be a surrogate. So these women who are surrogates do it completely altruistically. It's a a big ask, um, which is why we struggle to find surrogates.
0: Let's just take a step back and explain surrogacy is actually carrying a baby for somebody. Yes. So you are carrying the baby from... From conception to um to, to nine birth. months till birth, um and then you are giving the baby up to the person or couple who's taking on yeah. this baby. so okay. two. so types yes of- it's not a it's not a brief moment and now it's done no
1: no there are two types of surrogacy there's um gestational sur- surrogacy and traditional surrogacy. um traditional surrogacy is where it's the surrogate mom's own egg her DNA, her biological material. That that is not really done here in South Africa. So, and because of the additional, it's already a complex situation. Now you're adding extra complexity where the child is the surrogate mom's biological child. So we don't do that. So we use gestational surrogacy where it's the egg from the mom-to-be or donor egg and then the sperm from the dad or donor sperm. So the child that the surrogate is carrying is not her own biological child.
0: And then obviously a lot more psychological involvement in yes. terms of, yes, that you hand this child over. Yes. So an so, interesting fact around that is that people um,
1: people often say that the, the, the parents' biggest fear is that the surrogate is going to want to keep the baby. The surrogate's biggest fear is that the intended parents aren't going to take the baby. She's often done with her family. She doesn't want to have another child. But there are there's lots of psychological screening up front, but also um, before any surrogacy procedure can even start, the application has to go before the high court. So every single surrogacy arrangement has to have uh, approval by the high court. So the situations or the instances where the surrogate wants to keep the baby are minute, less than 1%. But I know that's what we can all think we'd fear if we were in that situation,
0: And then you also mentioned that it was different when to be an egg donor versus being a surrogate in that. So you're saying a surrogate's family needs to be complete.
1: It doesn't have to be complete, but a surrogate must have had a living child already. So it can't be your first child. And I think that, you know, for for those of us who parents can understand that your first birth experience cannot be the, the child that you're going to give away. So, yes, they must have had living child themselves. Also, the, the, the whole family gets involved with the surrogate. So, her partner or, or spouse is part of the court application. Her children need to be counseled. Um, so, it, it's a much bigger investment.
0: So, in a way, it's a whole family unit Definitely. decision to do this. Definitely. Because the whole family decision, the whole family unit is impacted. Absolutely, yes. All right. And so now now let's look at the person who's receiving the egg. The egg sure. recipient. So the recipient
1: the parents, the recipient parents for the yes. eggs are as diverse as our population are, right? So we from all races and cultures and things like that. Most most of them, or all of them, is because they aren't able to use their own eggs. So either they're because of age. Or because they've had cancer or chemo, or sometimes women have premature ovarian failure where they have the eggs of a 45-year-old, but they're only 30. Um, So these these are people that aren't able to conceive a child with their own eggs. We also have um, gay male couples who want to have a baby, and they obviously need an egg donor as well. So those are the type of recipients that we have, and they are as different as all of us are, as our donors
0: are. I how do you choose? Do you just is it just like I'll have a few eggs here, or do you choose the the details related to the donor?
1: So I mean, I think most people will start looking for someone that is a good physical resemblance to them. So to the mom, right? So if she's tall and dark and athletic, she'll look for a tall, dark athletic donor. You know, if she's short and fair and musical, she'll look for a short and fair musical donor. We have, we give lots of information about our egg donors. So there's like 15 pages of information on the egg donors, um, their physical characteristics, their academic achievements, and photos of themselves as a child. Because importantly, in South Africa, egg donation must be done anonymously. So the recipient parent and the egg donor will never meet and they won't know each other's identity. And I always tell the interesting story um, of two recipients that I worked with, both of who I actually became really good friends with. The one recipient was very spiritual. So her choice, her journey in choosing a donor was a very spiritual one. She wanted to have a spiritual connection with the donor. She consulted an astrologer and all that. Then the other uh, recipient, Perrin, was very scientific and logical. And she did an Excel spreadsheet and weighted all the characteristics and competitors. And they both chose their perfect donor. And they both ended up with the perfect children for them. So, you know, it's an individual choice. People choose differently.
0: Okay. and So, um, yes. So on that then, so you've then chosen somebody who matches. So it's interesting then that you're not allowed to meet, you know, South African law and that you can't connect. Okay. We we often see a lot in the media where a child from a, a surrogacy or a child from um, egg donation is now hell-bent on finding the, yeah. the biological yeah, mother. Yeah, yeah. That, isn't, that is an
1: issue, and the UK and Australia and some other countries have taken um, the stance that it's not in the best interest of the child to have anonymous egg donation. Um, personally, I feel we have to abide by the law. Personally, I feel it should be the egg donor and, and recipient parent's choice. So some donors might choose to only be anonymous and some recipient parents might choose to only use an anonymous egg donor, but I believe it should be choice and whatever. But yes, it is difficult. I I don't have an answer for that because there are people that will have a a need, a desire to find out their biological origin.
0: It's it's rather like um, children who are adopted, who Mm. then go find their their biological parent or parents. Mm. Yes. Yeah. Okay. All right. So, and then from the surrogacy point of view, who so, would choose a surrogate? So the the surrogate, surrogate. In
1: order to use a surrogate, you have to have a medical reason to to have to do surrogacy. You can't just say, "Well, I don't feel like being pregnant because I don't want to ruin my figure." They, the court won't approve that. So there must be a medical reason. So these are people that don't have wombs or they've got structural issues with their wombs and things like that. So they are unable to carry a child. Interestingly, people often think, oh, you know, my friend um, can't have a baby. She, I'd love to be a surrogate for her, or she needs a surrogate. 90% of the time what people need is an egg donor, not a surrogate. But we always, you know, in our minds, you think someone else is going to carry your baby. But uh, so no, it's actually not that common that someone would need a surrogate
0: saying that you can carry the baby to term yourself, but you would need somebody else's egg to be able to do it.
1: Yes. Because because of that, as we started our conversation, your eggs have an expiry date and people don't know that.
0: Well, especially the media is not telling us. Yes. Okay, so we'll be different media. <laughs> okay, You have way less time than you think. Okay, exactly. Oh. You were going to say?
1: I would just say What we haven't spoken about is
0: freezing your own eggs. So that might be- After the break, we're gonna talk about freezing our eggs and anything else that we need to know. Perfect. Thank you. Let's go for that break. Waking up to Vuga Online.
1: What do most banks know about simplicity? about what it means to live better. Do you really need all those accounts that cost you more just because you burn more? And the hoops you have to jump through for the free rewards that you hardly ever use. <sighs> Aren't you just tired of it? What if I told you there's a simpler way? A bank that takes all the complexity of banking and turns it on its head. Capitec is doing just that, using technology to cut the cost of banking and put the value back in your pocket with live-better benefits that you can get immediately, making you feel valued when you need it most. Here's a bank that invests in innovative solutions to simplify your life so that you can live better. Simplify banking. Live better. You're listening to Mzansi Chairs Radio. You tune to Healthcare Hour with Colleen
0: Quist. Welcome, Brack. I'm sure you enjoyed our break. I have Tosha Albertain today. She's the founder of Nurture, an egg donation program, and is also involved with surrogacy, although not directly. She's been explaining to us the difference between the egg donor, who's giving the egg, and who's receiving the egg, um, the rules that are specifically applicable to South Africans. And, for instance, you cannot be paid for any part of bodily whatever um, in South African law, you're also saying as well that it's that we now. Does this mean we don't get private private surrogacies or private egg donations if it's got to go through a court? You see, you or can't. Get them?
1: No, you can't do egg donation without a fertility clinic, and fertility clinics won't do it without all the contracts in place. If you're going to use a traditional surrogacy. Um, you can do that on the sly, whatever you know, you can do it however you want. But if you want to use the recipient mom's own eggs, you're going to need to do IVF. And in order to do IVF, you need a fertility clinic who will only do it with the court approval.
0: So it's very different to sperm donation, where somebody runs through the traffic with yes. the sperm sample and says, Here yeah, <laughs> yes. you are. Um, and then no one knows how, whatever. Okay, Yes. so it might sound a bit strange to have all these contracts in place, but it certainly saves a lot of heartbreak down the line. Absolutely, absolutely. Okay, all right, so now let's look about freezing your eggs and also the danger of when you have donated eggs and how do you know that your offspring from those eggs don't find each other and marry each other? Yes, we don't want that. All right. Let's talk yeah. about the freezing eggs first. So
1: many years ago, um, clinics weren't able to freeze eggs really well. Egg is a big body of liquid, and the liquid inside crystallizes and damages the egg. But over the last 10 years, maybe a little bit longer, the technology has improved so much to the point where now freezing eggs is possible and can result in a healthy pregnancy. So If I was, let's say I was 33, I hadn't met Mr. Wright. I actually didn't want to meet Mr. Wright for the next 10 years. I want to focus on my career. Freeze your eggs. Freeze your eggs because your eggs are running out and you can't freeze them at 40. That's too late. You need to freeze them kind of before you're 36 ish. Um, So I would advise anyone who doesn't want to have children, who is in their 30s, doesn't want to have children for a while, freeze your eggs. Having said that, it's really expensive. So not everybody can afford it. But if you can afford it, please consider doing it. You'll save yourself a lot of heartache.
0: And also, well, you can't go, you can't go back and change your choice, you know, you know, later when you go like, oh, I eggs. need don- my eggs to have um been donated. You can't go back and donate them. No. Um, no. no. And then um, yes, yeah, so you mentioned that the success rate wasn't really good. What is the success rate now using Frozen eggs.
1: So the success rate is very, 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 very dependent on the age of the person giving the egg. I always say in the world of fertility, everything has to do with the age of the egg. So a 30-year-old who freezes her egg will probably have, um, assuming let's say she gets sufficient eggs, will probably have a 50% success rate per attempt. Now, if she freezes 10 eggs, she should have a few attempts with that. A 40-year-old who freezes their eggs will have a 10% chance per attempt. Plus, she's going to have fewer eggs because she's 40. So it very much dependent on the age of the egg. But with donor eggs, for example, we are getting with the top clinics, we're getting 60 to 70% success rate per IVF cycle, which is amazing.
0: Certainly different to when I was in the industry. Yes. Okay. And so when we look at, yes, so from the point of view of the The egg is donated, so ideally twenty would be the perfect time to run off yeah. and, and freeze your eggs because you know there's lots of stuff to do before you're going to have babies. But unfortunately, you've got to pay for those eggs to be frozen Gross. all those times while you mm-hmm. run around the world yeah. <laughs> and have a career. <laughs> yeah, not saying, of course, that we give up our career when we have babies because no. we don't. No, we certainly don't. But it just makes traveling and being an international business person a little bit harder. All right. And then in terms of your, the, okay. So I think I'm trying to word this very carefully yeah. because you're not by giving an egg, you're not giving a child. That's right. Okay. You're giving a potential for somebody else to have a child.
1: So what you're doing is you're giving half the DNA of a future child, so let's call it DNA. you know so you you were asking me, is there a concern, should someone be concerned that you have someone out there that's got half your DNA that could get married to your biological child or be in a relation with your biological child, and that would be a disaster. Um, so, And we see this in movies and big splash sensational headlines. The reality is that the law here in South Africa says both an egg donor and a sperm donor may only have six biological children conceived from their donation over a lifetime. So if you work it like that, I don't know what the odds are, but statistically, it's like one in, I don't know, several million that someone would meet and marry someone who's got the same DNA as them. Um, now, and this sort of don't quote me on because I don't have the facts and this is here, Seb, but I've heard that statistically you are more likely, that is more likely to happen that you be involved with someone from you with your same DNA through the high rates of adultery and cheating and things, because that's not recorded. Nobody knows. So, but actually with egg donation, the, the odds of meeting and marrying someone with the same DNA is very, 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 very slim because it's so well regulated.
0: Yeah, great point there that as we won't quote either of us, but as you said, that I hadn't thought about. So if someone's out there having an affair, you know how many other babies are there out of that relationship that yes, aren't written down? That could be in the same community. You see with the egg
1: donation, there's one there, there's one in Joburg, there's one there. So it's sort of spread out now with the sort of whatever, you know, maybe we shouldn't go there.
0: (laughs) Okay, so I think, it's also about that. It's good that it's only six then, and then mm-hmm. obviously recorded birth kind of story. Live birth in that six. Now we done, okay? Yes. Um, yes. Because in the it's not only your birth children meeting that one of those donor children. It's also about the donor children meeting. Yes, donor. Absolutely, absolutely. So, and,
1: and just to uh, add on to that egg donors can sperm donors can obviously donate as much as they want but egg donors may donate a maximum of six times in their lifetime or six live births whichever comes first so if the donor donates and it's twins 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 then that's it she's done her bit for mankind and off she goes so
0: six children not six pregnancies
1: not six pregnancies because if it's a miscarriage then you that risk of meeting and marrying is then obviously taken away
0: What other information does do we need to know? I think that
1: you know if I'm talking to two sets of people, if i'm talking to the older person who is struggling to conceive, I always say, if you are struggling to conceive, please go and see a specialist, fertility specialist, if possible, don't wait because. Of this time pressure that we as women have, so go and see a fertility specialist. You know, the worst worst case will you they'll say you're absolutely fine. So that's my one part. And if you need an egg donor, it is a beautiful, wonderful, amazing way to have a child. You will carry that child. You will birth that child. It's your child. To the younger crew, I'd say consider donating your egg. It's the most amazing thing you will ever do in your life. You are giving the ultimate gift to someone: the gift of a family. It is safe, it is painless, it is so rewarding. So bless somebody else's life if you can.
0: Okay, and so let's just repeat. If you are battling to fall pregnant, do not go to your GP for a year. And then go to your Ghani for a year. Go directly to an infertility specialist. There are lots in this country Make sure that they are recognized, that they have all stamped of approval, and do not just go to anyone. Because while you are spending a year here and a year there and two years there, you're getting older, and those eggs are getting older, too.
1: 100%.
0: So we'll just re-emphasize that. So important. Yeah. Okay. And it seems like South Africa has got lots of rules, laws, regulations. Um, It's not just the fly by night, let's try it, whatever, which is quite reassuring.
1: It's very reassuring. You know, I think that we have the perfect balance between the American system, which is very commercial, charge whatever you want. You know, you can make up to $20,000 being an egg donor and and there might be a perverse incentive to donate when it's not good for you. Then you've got the Australian example that is over-regulated, so much so that they they don't have egg donors there that are willing to donate. So we get a lot of Australian patients coming to South Africa for egg donors. But South Africa seems to find the good mix between altruism and also recognizing that some donors want to donate or donors must donate anonymously, and they get reimbursed 8,000 rand for their time and their effort. So there's no perverse incentive to donate. Um, Donors and, and all patients are looked after very, very, very well. You know, our stimulation protocol, the hormone treatment is safe, um, very low risk. So I think we have a great system in South Africa with excellent doctors. Some of the best doctors in the world are here in South Africa, fertility specialists.
0: Okay, so it's about, are you currently looking for more donors?
1: Always, always. You know, if you think that as a recipient parent, when you're looking for a donor, you'd like to have a choice. Um, so, you know, we need more donors that much more donors than we have recipients. We do know that we have certain need for certain races in certain areas based on the demographic of that area. So we need Indian donors all across the country or, always looking for Indian donors. We need black donors in Cape Town. We need mixed race donors in Joby because that's what we short on. Um, we need Caucasian donors in Cape Town for example. So, but we need all donors. We welcome all healthy, mentally, physically healthy, kind, caring, committed people. Welcome them all.
0: All right. And if they're wanting, they think, oh, that's a good idea. Let's get more information. How how would they reach you?
1: On our website, uh, nurture.co.za. And they can just, there's a whole stack of information, how it works, and there's, the application process is actually online, the first part of it. So they can welcome to have a look and sign up.
0: Okay. So if you're thinking this is a good idea, you think, oh, let me find out more information, you're quite welcome to go into nurture.co.za, go and get more information, go and see if it's for you, and then you can do the first step and see where that takes you. Okay. All right. So Tersha, thank you very much for being an awesome guest, bringing us so much information.
1: Sure, it's an absolute pleasure. I could speak about this for hours. It is my passion, it's my whole world. So, exactly. have me back. And I'd love to
0: come back. <laughs> yes. Okay, so thank you very much. You have been tuned to Healthcare Hour with Colleen Quist. Please remember that you are loved and that you matter.
1: Kick off with the biggest character deal only at PEP. Babies, tees, and
0: vests, only $39.99. Where we play your music your way all day, every day. This is Vuga Online, your inspiration
1: radio station.
0: Fun in store. Life's better with Pet.